You may know you're listening to this show along the Marketing Podcast Network, but did you know there are other great shows on MPN to help your business? Christy Heiler hosts a fantastic podcast called Own It. Christy, tell us more about the show. Own It is all about celebrating women and non-binary advertising agency owners. We talk about buying out of the Boys Club of Advertising because less than 1% of ad agencies are owned by women. And where can people subscribe? You can find the podcast at untilyouownit.com. We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe. Welcome to the Bridge to You podcast, hosted by yours truly, Monique Russell, where we focus on promoting Black unity worldwide through conversations that help us understand ourselves and each other. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bridge to You podcast. I am your host, Monique Russell, and today I will be doing an episode on expanding the teachings that we have captured in the three previous episodes. I'll also share my views on this so that you can have a comprehensive outlook on some of the themes that are emerging This will help you to live in freedom with more amazing relationships by embracing the practical steps and transformational perspectives that the guests have shared with us. Remember, we started off with Jessica Reed, and she really talked about the global context, really challenging the narrative for yourself and being okay with the discomfort. Veronica Owusu, she talked to us about really the energy that we have within ourselves, the power of our thoughts, and discussing this energy sort of at a molecular level and a cellular level. Jennifer Tomlinson really drilled down into the intersectionality of our identity, race, and ethnicity, and really focused on self-actualization. Today, I will definitely be expanding on additional elements for each of those segments, and I'll share my views on that as well. So with Jessica, how do we tell our stories? This is where we kind of left off. Storytelling was a way for us. She gave us a guiding point on how to connect with others that are different from us, that see things differently from us, that have experienced things differently from us. So how do we tell our stories and where do we actually begin? Our views are shaped by our experiences and our beliefs. And she helped us to see that race was constructed differently for the basis of power. Jennifer, when she spoke about race and ethnicity not being the same thing, it really helped us to understand that the way we choose to identify is something that we have to be okay with understanding in order to self-actualize. So telling our stories helps us to connect because even when it's uncomfortable, it builds a bridge. If it's one thing from this show, you have heard stories from people who have stepped into some sort of an awareness of self to ultimately embrace who they are. So what shaped you? What did you learn? What was a new insight for you? How does it influence how you will do things differently? These are questions that you can use to begin to tell your stories. Again, what shaped you? What have your experiences been? 
What did you learn from it? This is a key point. It's not just talking about a situation that you have experienced. Maybe it's a negative one or maybe it's a positive one. But what did you learn? What was something that you learned from it? What was a new insight for you? And how does it influence how you'll do things differently? If we use Jessica's story as an example, she experienced sort of a discomfort between where she was from in Detroit and she went off to school at Stanford University and studied African and African American studies. She shared with us what she learned. She shared with us what she learned when she traveled to South Africa. She shared with us what a new insight was and whether it was comfortable or, or uncomfortable. And then also from her experience, discussing how it influenced how she did things differently by starting a blog, by sharing her story, by telling people how she saw things, what she initially believed, and then what her belief transformed and, and grew and developed into after she sought that experience out for herself. So this is where we begin when we start to tell our stories. It is for the sole purpose and the sole goal of helping others to understand our journey and to share our insight and to share what we learned and how we will do things differently. Veronica Owusu went into the whole molecular level of energy at the cell, cellular level. She really brought in the scientific aspect of our thoughts and how when we create this energy and the thought around how we feel about ourselves, it really influences our behaviors. This right here is something so important because our thoughts influence our behaviors. And when we think about uniting and being in solidarity and connecting with Black people worldwide, it has to start with our thoughts. The way that Black people feel about each other has been influenced by thought. It has been influenced by what we've consumed, what we hear, what, what we say, and those words have their own energy and frequency that we will either continue to perpetuate a cycle of positivity or perpetuate a cycle of negativity. The beautiful thing is that we can change the frequency of this energy and this vibration with intention. It cannot happen without awareness. That is absolutely for sure. And if you say, okay, this sounds nice. It sounds feel-goodish. It sounds woo-woo. Um, let's kind of talk about how we get to do that. How do we get to raise our vibration, change our frequency, change the way that we see someone from an unhealthy view to a positive view, or change the way that we see other Black cultures, other Black people from a, a negative view to a positive view, or reinforce a positive view that we already have. First of all, we look at what we consume. So the things that bring Black positivity into your space, into your thought space, into your energy. You look at Black art. Art is so creative. It is so beautiful. You can look at uh, Black music, music that comes from artists and their creativity. They often put their energy and their soul into music. I don't know about you, but I can literally transform my entire mood with music. If I am in a really 
a relaxed state and I want to focus on something, I can put on a bit of jazz, I can put on a little bit of slow jams. If I really want to pump myself up, you know, Afrobeat is my thing. After I put that music on, woo, I feel like I'm on fire. <laughs> so really, you look at that music, look at Black positive music. You can look at the food, you know, choose to explore more about food. Food connects us in so many ways. It's a really a deep form of connecting and building a bridge with others. Learn about how the food is made, learn about the process, learn about where it comes from and actually enjoy it. And this is a, a big one for me because I love to eat, you know, and if you are wanting to learn about someone else, you can, you can learn about them over food. I mean, that, that in itself is a great conversation starter and a good meal can raise your vibration and raise your energy and raise the way you think about people simply from having a great meal. You can learn about rituals. You can learn about practices in different cultures. You know, I have Nigerian heritage and anytime that I bring any of my friends or colleagues that are outside of the culture to our weddings or celebration, they're really amazed at how things are done from the regalia to the headgear gele to the music to the connection to the dances. You can learn about different forms of practices, rituals, routines that stem from Black culture all across the world. Movies are also another way to raise your vibration and you can consume them regularly. So in the same way, when you're looking at news and you're looking at negative views of images or music or reading negative things, or you're just focused on consuming the things that bring down black joy, this will influence your energy. It will influence your belief system about other groups of people. And then that creates a block to building a bridge of understanding and unity. The movies that you watch can totally shift your perspective. It can totally shift your entire being. So these are some really, really practical things that you can do to elevate your energy, elevate your intention, and raise your awareness and vibration from a cellular level. We become what we think about and see. So making an intention to consume things that raise your energy, raise your black joy is another practical tool and tip for you. Jennifer Tomlinson talked about self-actualization. And I'm going to piggyback on what I just talked about in terms of your shifting your energy and your vibration and self-actualizing, because no matter what you see, watch and hear, you still have to do the work. Jennifer, in her story, she talked about the fact that, you know, she, she followed a path that her family chose, the easiest path. Her brothers went to a certain school. She chose that path. She chose the path that she heard people say, you know, Jennifer, you should actually do this or you should do that. And when we're growing up, of course, when we're children, we tend to follow the path that has been laid out for us. But if you are a parent, I'm a parent, I'm a mother of two boys. And my eldest will be finishing college really soon. My youngest is a high schooler. And I've actually raised and connected with a lot of my younger cousins. And I have experience really teaching 
workshops around this whole aspect of communication from a parenting perspective. My recommendation if you are a parent is to really engage and expose them to different activities. Expose them to different activities because it's going to help them and it's going to help you see what is actually just a, a part-time interest or a, a short stint of an interest or if it's something that will really stick, it will really connect with them. It would really connect to who they are and, and their soul as children. Children tend to have a childlike, really curious outlook on life. And so exposing them to different sports, different crafts, you know, different activities, it just really sets a foundation for them as they are growing up. But you might be an adult listening to this. And if you are an adult and maybe you have taken a path that someone has laid out for you or you took the path that, you know, you felt was the best way to bring you joy and success in life and it turned out not to really fall in line with what you thought of, I want you to think back to the things that you liked doing as a child. You know, what really brought you joy and expose yourself to those things again. As an adult, now you are your own guide. And with this teaching, I want you to really dive in deep to sitting with yourself to self-actualize and do the work. Really, the work is understanding what do I really feel? When were there times in my life that I felt alive, that I really felt connected that I really enjoyed these activities. Who was I with? What was I doing? Why was it so exciting for me? Maybe you were learning something new. Maybe you had a supportive community that was guiding you through it. Really sit with it. Sit with it and identify. Identify the things that you are curious about and re-expose yourself. It's almost like a reintroduction to yourself again. Hello, self. Welcome. It's so good to see you here. Reintroduce yourself to yourself so that you can begin to self-actualize. What I'm about to explain right now is going to be extremely important. So I want to really, I want you to really pay attention to this because when Jennifer talked to us about the intersectionality of identity and race, you know, the question came up, if you didn't have to worry or think about race, what would you do? What would you do? How would you show up? How would you behave? We're talking about our belief systems. We're talking about our vibration. We're talking about our stories. We're talking about our experiences. We're talking about ways to communicate and express ourselves. This is really about the full expression of who you are. And so if race conversations were not taking up so much of your space and your time and your energy, what would you really do? I remember I was asking one lady this question. She said, oh my God, do you know what I would do? I would actually color. I would color. I would, I would focus on more things. I would travel more. And I said, do that. Do it. Do that. Because we know that race is a construct. We know that it was created for the basis of power. And I'll be really honest with you. When I first started this show, I got a lot of different feedback and, you know, 
recommendations and opinions on whether it was going to be successful or not, but this is something that I feel really passionate about, really passionate about connecting and understanding ourselves so that we can have better relationships with each other. And I felt that, you know, race, because it was a construct, it was really not something that I wanted to lead with personally in this conversation, because in my own life, I've never been using the phrase, the phrase or the context of race as a part of how I show up in the world. Surely I understand that I have black skin. Surely I understand the history of what I experienced growing up as a child, even wanting to bleach my black skin because I wanted to be lighter. I wanted to be around my family who were lighter and be more accepted and be more chocolatey before I really got deep into understanding who I was as a woman. And so I never really used or led with the phrase as a black woman. Let me explain. Many times when I hear the phrase as a black woman, it's often accompanied or followed by a belief or mindset of inferiority from wherever it was shaped or wherever it was formed. And you may say, Monique, you know what? That's because it's true, but it's not. It's not my belief. If you choose to reinforce that belief, it becomes your reality. You know, I'm often asked about my own mindset and what influences it. And I'll tell you what doesn't influence it. It's, it's not a belief of inferiority. So when I use that phrase as a black woman, it would often follow as a black woman. Getting an education is, is pretty easy. Um, as a black woman, understanding the technical stuff, well, it really isn't that hard. We know this as a black woman. As a black woman, we're really educated. And this is actually true because research has shown in the United States that black women are among the most educated group in society. And so as a black woman, we are equipped with unparalleled resiliency. This is what we know. And these are the phrases that would typically follow that phrase as a black woman. And if this is starting to feel unusual or uncomfortable for you as you hear this, I want you to really ask yourself why. Why is it? Is it because typically when we would hear these phrases, we would hear as a black woman, we're at the lowest rung of the ladder. As a black woman, you have to work twice as hard and be twice as good. You know, my teaching point is this, choose to make sure that you understand the beliefs that you identify with. I want you to really understand why you identify with those beliefs and also the impact of what that identification is. Again, I'll, I'll just repeat that. I want, I want you to understand the beliefs that you're choosing, number one. Number two, why you identify with those types of beliefs, whatever they are, and what the impact of that identification is for you. You'll need to sit down and really think about this. So in closing, I really hope that you get the understanding and awareness and the practical tips of, first of all, telling your story understanding that you can lean into this even when it is uncomfortable. 
focus on telling your story about your experience, making sure that you include what you learned, what a new insight was, and how it influences the way you do things now or differently. Number two, changing and raising your frequency, your intention, your vibration about Black culture and Black people worldwide. Doing that with intention of consuming everything that brings you Black joy, art, music, food, movies, rituals, and consume them <laughs> like your life depended on it. This will definitely help you to shift your energy and build a bridge. And thirdly, really taking the time to sit and do the work. This is how you're going to self-actualize. Sharing your stories, consuming great, great Black joy and good energy. These are two steps, foundational pieces, but then sit in it, sit in it and really begin to get curious about who you are, about what you want, what you like, what your beliefs are and how you feel, how you want to choose to show up in the world and how you want to identify with the beliefs that you have been exposed to, why you choose to identify with those beliefs and really understanding the impact. My friends, once again, I want to thank you for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. It is my mission. It is my mission and goal to build a bridge between Black people worldwide by highlighting our stories of awareness, of understanding, of awakening, to understanding unity and solidarity within. You can listen to it on Apple iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Podcasts. You can also listen to it on my website, which is clearcommunicationsolutions.com. Don't forget to leave me a review. and Let me know if you enjoyed this episode and what your learnings and teachings are from it. You can also consider using this episode as a book study in your mastermind organization or in your Facebook or social media groups to continue the conversation. And until next time, be well. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to You podcast. Visit clairecommunicationsolutions.com or connect with me on LinkedIn, Monique Russell, or Instagram at clearcommunicationcoach. This podcast is heard along the Marketing Podcast Network. For more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.